0: Psalm chapter 28 Yahweh I call to you my rock do not be deaf to me if you remain silent to me I will be like those going down to the pit listen to the sound of my pleading when I cry to you for help when I lift up my hands toward your holy sanctuary do not drag me away with the wicked with the evildoers who speak in friendly ways with their neighbors while malice is in their hearts. Repay them according to what they have done, according to their evil of their deeds. Repay them according to the work of their hands. Give them back what they deserve. Because they do not consider what Yahweh has done or the work of His hands. He will tear them down and not rebuild them. May Yahweh be praised, for he has heard the sound of my pleading. Yahweh is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart rejoices, and I praise him with my song. Yahweh is the strength of his people. He is a stronghold of salvation for his anointed. Save your people. Bless your possession shepherd them, and carry them forever. And Yahweh bless His Word to our hearts today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love You and I thank You, first of all, Father, for who You are and what You've accomplished. And I know, Father Yahweh, that I do not understand all the depths that there is to knowing You. Deuteronomy 29 says, The secret things belong to Yahweh, our Mighty One. Father, I acknowledge that. You are great. You are high and lifted up. Father Yahweh, help us, strengthen us, give us faith, give us courage, build our endurance, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Father Yahweh, I thank you for the blessings on my life. I thank you for the discipline my life. I thank you that you haven't left me. I thank you that you haven't forsaken me. I thank you that you're my shepherd and that you carry me and sometimes you drag me. I'm thankful for that. Father, touch the sermon today. Let it not be me, but you that speaks through me. For it's through your Son I pray. If I get a little bit emotional, forgive me, I've been very emotional for a while now because of things that have happened in my life. Well, that's a deep subject, isn't it? My granddaddy was the first person I ever heard say that. And you know, it seems to me that life is a very deep subject. It seems to me that life is a very, very tough road. Barney Fife, I remember him on an episode of the Andy Griffith Show. He told Gomer, he said, During our lifetime, we travel down many roads. (laughs) Rough roads, smooth roads. Straight roads, curved roads. And Gomer looks at him like he doesn't know what he's talking about. And that scene was meant to be a, a comedy scene But those words from good old Barney are absolutely true. And they aren't true because Barney said them though. They're true because they are true. It really happens. We do travel down many different roads in life. I've learned as I grow older that you have a lot of stupid, wannabe preachers today who proclaim that Yeshua died and resurrected so that your bank account could be full. They also say that to be poor is a curse and that Christians are never supposed to get sick. They act like believers in the Messiah don't travel down different roads in life. They act like we're just driving down one straight sunny road with our favorite music playing in the car and a big smile across our face all the time. This is the gospel that many so-called preachers are preaching today. But let me tell you, it's a false gospel. It will not bring salvation. It is a teaching that damns people's souls to the second death, which is the lake of fire. It is a teaching that really makes a mockery of the biblical teaching. Why is it, though, so popular? Why is it that these preachers get the best spots on TV? Why is it that thousands and thousands of people flock to those type of congregations? Why is that? Do you want to know why? I will tell you. It's because it's appealing to the flesh. Who in the world actually wants to go through troubles? I don't. Who in the world enjoys being sick? I don't. Who in the world wants to be poor? I don't. The answer to each of these questions is no one. No one does. We as fallen human creations, sons of Adam and daughters of Eve, we are bent on wanting what our flesh wants. And when we hear somebody say, accept Christ and you'll drive a fancy car. Or accept Christ and your wife who is dying of leukemia will be healed. We follow their lead. The problem here is that we are not accepting Christ. We're pacifying our own fleshly desires. We're joining something that is called Christ or called the Messiah. But in reality, it is a false Messiah. See, the biblical gospel is this. Yeshua lived a perfect life according to Yahweh's law. He never sinned against the Father. He was the unique Son of the Most High. And because of this, he earned salvation, and he qualified as the sinless substitute sacrifice. He then went to the torture stake and he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. He died the death of a sinner, but it wasn't because of his sins. it was because of the sins of his people, Matthew: 121. The Father then raised Him from the dead on the third day to immortality. And if you place your faith in His works, repent of your sins, confess Him as Master, and be buried with Him in baptism, your sins are forgiven. And His works are credited to your account. We who are dreadful sinners, we of whom there is none good, know not one, we can be forgiven for our sins and have the righteousness of Yeshua applied to our account. The gospel is this, that Yahweh through Yeshua heals us of our sins and not necessarily our sicknesses. The gospel is that Yahweh through Yeshua delivers us from death, that is the second death, not from an empty bank account. The gospel is that Yahweh saves us from ourselves not from troubles and trials and afflictions and hard times. When the Bible says by His stripes we are healed, it has nothing to do with healing from sickness. But it has everything to do with healing from sin. This message, the gospel, should be one that we run to, but many do not. Many do not run to it. And do you know why? It's because... We fallen sons and daughters of Adam and Eve do not like to admit that we are sinners. We don't want to speak the words, forgive us of our debts because we don't think we have any debts. We stick our head in the sand and we ignore sin. We regulate sin as though it is only murder or theft or homosexuality. We don't see sin as being hatred and strife jealousy, selfishness, envy, greed, swindling, or such like. We like to think of ourselves as a good person. We like to think that we've got it all figured out. But you know, Yahweh has a way of disciplining His children when they think this way. He has a way of refining us through the fiery furnace. The fiery furnace of affliction that He allows. He has a way of taking His children and shaking us so hard that we then remember that we're alive and we're breathing because He gave us life. We talk because He gave us the ability to talk. We walk because He formed our little legs in our mother's womb. And our bills get paid not because we're such good people, but because He watches after His children. Yaakov, the brother of Yeshua, who we commonly call James, he wrote this in his book, chapter 1. He said this, Consider it a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. When our faith is tested and when our faith is tried through calamity or various and sundry trials, it produces endurance in us as Yahweh's children. We are not producing the endurance. We feel like giving up. But the reason, the only reason that Yahweh's children do not give up is because He, every time for His child, gives us just enough grace to make it through the trial. And He refines us in His perfect furnace. Peter writes in his first epistle, chapter 4, 12-13, Dear friends, when the fiery ordeal arises among you to test you, don't be surprised by it as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, as you share in the sufferings of the Messiah, rejoice, so that you may also rejoice with great joy at the revelation of His glory. We suffer now Brothers and sisters, we glory later. Peter says rejoice. Rejoice? Rejoice? What do you mean, Peter? Are you out of your mind? I don't want to rejoice through my fiery trial. Well, I can tell you that I've thought those very things for the past six months or so. I don't feel like rejoicing. I don't feel like running the race. I don't feel like keeping the faith. Are you serious, Brother Matthew? Have you really felt like that? Oh, you better believe it. Absolutely. And I'd rather keep it real with the people that I pastor instead of putting on a fake, toothy smile. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop smiling. I like to smile. Everybody says, your teeth look so white in that picture but when I brush them, they don't look white to me. But I just keep on smiling. I'm not going to stop smiling, but you need to know that I'm a sinner that's saved by grace. Brother Matthew is a sinner that's saved by grace. I'm not some kind of superhuman. My life isn't all peaches and cream. Somebody told me recently after they spent a day with me, this is what they said, this was their their exact words. They said, Brother Matthew, it was nice to spend time with you and see that you are a real person. And I was kind of taken a little bit back by that because I thought, did you not think that I was a real person? (laughs) I don't understand that. But what I think they meant was this, is that they normally just listen to me preach. And that's what they know about me, the preaching. And I guess they think that I spend my whole life either praying or fasting or studying the Scriptures. But if that's the picture that you have of me, then you've got the wrong man. Do I pray? Well, sure. But usually it's just short prayers throughout the day. Do I fast? Yeah, but not often. You say, Brother Matthew, do you study? Well, I do study a lot. But that doesn't mean I always feel like studying. Sometimes I dread it. Because it's very laborious. But of course... The reward is great, right, brothers? Amen. Why are you talking like this, Brother Matthew? Why are you saying all this? Well, that's a deep subject, isn't it? But seriously, though, I've been through some things recently that I never thought would happen to me. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced this, but I remember sitting in high school and hearing statistics being read by my teacher, that would say, statistics show that one in every 30 high school students will have this happen to them. And I would sit there and I would think, that's not going to happen to me. My dad's a pastor. My mother sings in the praise choir. I've been in church all my life. How could that happen to me? And yet as I begin to live my life further and further, guess what? I was the one in the 30. Some things have happened in my life recently that I never thought would happen to me. I've been going through some trials. I'm going through some trials right now that have shaken me. They've even shaken my faith. I've not lost my faith. I truly believe that I'm one of Yeshua's sheep by Yahweh's choosing. and That I've been given by the Father to the Son sealed with His Spirit. Because of that, I'm in His mighty hand of salvation. And I'm going to be okay, not because I'm trusting in Matthew, but because I'm trusting in His works and His merits, the merits of Yahweh's Son. Psalm 34 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And I know that part is true. And the second part says, But Yahweh delivereth them out of them all. And I'm believing that that second part is true. I've learned some things through my recent trials, brothers and sisters. And I'm already beginning to see a small glimpse of why Yahweh would allow these things to happen in my life. And I want to share with you some of the things that I'm learning right now. I've learned that we need to spend more time with our family and our loved ones. If I save the whole world, and neglect my wife and my children, what does that profit me? I liken losing my family to losing my own soul because my wife is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And my children are my own flesh and blood. And my wife needs to see me say, I do to her every day that we're married. Not in words, but in deeds. She needs me to hold her hand and tell her that I love her. She needs me to take care of her. And my children need me to be their daddy. My children need me to stop studying so much and just be a daddy to them. I've also learned that if we show no mercy, we will receive no mercy. You know the Bible says that in James 2.13. It's very easy for us to store up bitterness and unforgiveness in our hearts towards people. It's very easy for us to judge others while we neglect to look at our own self. It's easy for us to point to the open sins that people commit, but keep our private sins hidden where none can see them as we prance around like a saint when we really are a hypocrite. I've also learned that they who are sick need a physician. They that are hurting, they need somebody to cry with. They that are in a trial, they need somebody to talk to. I'm in the process of learning that you cannot rush these things. Part of showing mercy, part of it means giving people time to heal.
1: Their brokenness
0: didn't happen overnight and this usually means that their healing is probably going to take a while. I've learned that we are to honor our parents. And I've learned that this doesn't mean that we just tell them that we love them. They do need to hear that, though. They do. We should tell our parents, we love you. I love you. And we should show them that we love them. It's easy for us to grow up and start our own family and forget where we came from. It's true that we move from being children to being adults when we get married and we start having children of our own. But that doesn't mean our parents don't need us anymore or that we don't need them. You honor your parents in many ways. One of which is helping them when they need help. And taking care of them when they need to be taken care of. And talking to them. And forgetting about the TV program that you want to watch. And calling your mom or calling your dad and talking to them instead. And I'm still in the process of learning this but I had got to a point where I'd forgotten all of this in my own life because I was too busy with things that didn't mean as much. I'm learning that I can't run this race on my own. I need my wife. I need this congregation. I need everybody in here because I'm a weak man. I'm a very frail person. And that's why we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together because we need each other. I'm learning that anything that I am, any accomplishments that I've made, are all by the grace of Yahweh. Proverbs 3, verse 7. Brother Jerry read it last night. It says this. Do not consider yourself to be wise. That's hard for me to obey, because I like to think of myself as wise. But if I'm honest, I know the truth. I know that I'm not wise. I know that I am what I am by Yahweh's grace and mercy. And I know that any wisdom that I have is because He put it in my mind. and Not because I earned it. I need, brothers and sisters, I need to come to this congregation each week to experience the blessing of your fellowship. I need that. Behold how good and pleasant it is. But I'm learning this like it's a brand new thing. But most of all, I'm learning each day that I live that my righteousness is filthy rags before Yahweh. I'm learning that the only way I can ever have the possibility standing before Yahweh the Father pure and clean and holy is to have the righteousness of Yeshua His Son covering me like a robe. I'm learning that I'm going to the kingdom of heaven because of one reason. I believe in Yahweh and I believe in the one whom He has sent Yeshua of Nazareth. He's my elder brother and I'm clinging to His tassel, not my own. I'm trusting in His righteousness and not my own. I'm holding on to Yahweh's promises, but not because I deserve them, but rather because I'm in Christ. And if I'm in Christ, I'm a co-heir with Him. Romans
1: 8:17. Brothers
0: and sisters, this is my heart today. No detail. No exegesis of Scripture. No in-depth studying. This is just my heart. Let's stand and pray. Yahweh Father, thank You. Praise You. May You be mighty in our lives. May You help me and everyone in here to love you more and to praise you more whether everything is a smooth road or whether it's a road that looks like came from the pits of hell. Help us Yahweh Father to endure the fiery trials. Help us Yahweh Father To recognize that you have a purpose in everything that happens. You never take days off. You never are caught off guard. Nothing ever happens without your knowledge. And you're in complete control. So, whatever happens to your children, Happens for a purpose. Help me to be kind and gentle. Help me to love my neighbor as I love myself. Above all, let me look to Yeshua, your son, when I don't. And plead his righteousness and his blood and his care. I love you, Yahweh. And I love all of these people. And I'm so thankful that I'm part of this assembly. I'm so thankful. Thank you, Father Yahweh, for giving me the strength to preach again. And I pray, I pray that before I die, I'll be able to preach many more sermons on many more texts of Scripture. Give me strength, Father. I'm weak. You are strong. I need you. Give me strength or your side